right, I need some help real quick. So uh, teenagers, can I get you to help me real quick? Yes? I didn't even ask, so th this is catching you completely off guard, but I need you to stand up and come help me. Oh, look at you guys. Yeah, you too. Yeah, come on, come on. I need a little bit of help. We're doing something special this morning. You don't even have to come up on stage. I'm not going to embarrass you too much. But I need everybody in our church to get one of these cards. And then I've got four boxes of pens. Everybody needs a pen. Okay, so here, Zeke, take a pen. There you go. There's pens for you. Pass those out. Here, here's some more cards. More cards. Make sure everybody gets one. It's going to be great. Thank you. You guys are doing great. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm sorry, that's a really small stack. There we go. There you go. And, and it looks like I've got about six cards for you. So there you go. Thank you. Everybody needs one of these cards. You'll see why in just a minute. So thank you guys for humoring me, uh, for being good about that. So if you were here last week, you heard that our church has a new mission, kind of, an, updated, an update to our mission. We're trying to build on who we've been over the past 41 years and see what God is calling us into in the future. We believe that our church has been good, very, very good. We believe in this church. We believe God has been blessing people through this church. But we believe that there's plenty of room for us to take the next step in our faith and in our, in our church. And so what we came up with and what we've been talking about is this concept of developed disciples. We believe that there is nothing more central to who we are as Christians than this calling to develop disciples. So this is our singular purpose. It is our laser focus. It is the direction we are going in as a church. And we believe this is incredibly important. Now, Patrick defined last week as discipleship. He defined it like this. He said, discipleship is obsessively following Jesus for the purpose of intentionally becoming like Jesus. And I like that a lot. I think that's a great definition for discipleship. That's who we want to be. We want to become more and more like Jesus. And the way we go about doing that is by obsessively following him. Now, as we were thinking about that, we were thinking, what does it look like for us to follow Jesus? Because I think we would come up with a list of about 200 things, and I think those things are correct, but how do we boil that down? How do we get to the place where we recognize that there are certain things that are just common across the spectrum for all of us on this discipleship journey? And so we came up with five markers. We believe that these are five markers that are all through Scripture. You're going to hear about these for a while, but these five markers are things that we believe you will see if you are following Jesus, things that we believe you'll see in your life. So the first one is disciples follow Jesus into the water, and we've already seen that this morning, right? We saw Addy follow Jesus into the water, and it was great, and so as a church, that is one of our highest values. It's one of the things that we strive for because we believe the disciples follow Jesus into the water. Just for a quick recap, we've got four other ones. Disciples connect with other disciples. Hopefully you're a part of a disciple group at this point. If not, those started last week. They're going very, very well. We're really excited about the potential for them. And if you have questions, come talk to me. Third one, disciples don't attend. They engage. 
There's no sitting on the sidelines if you're a disciple. If you're following Jesus, you are engaged. You are focused on that. And there is a service that is a part of that. The fourth one is disciples share their faith by sharing their lives. We believe that it is incredibly important for us to be people who are open about who we are. That we are disciples of Jesus. And our lives should not hide that. Our lives should highlight that. The fifth one is is incredibly important. Disciples are being transformed into the image of Jesus. We believe that if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a disciple of Jesus, those five things will be evident in your life from time to time. And so we as a church want to celebrate those. We want to highlight those. And so this morning, instead of having the baptism at the end, instead of saying, okay, well, this is something that we do from time to time, so we'll just, we'll we'll do it and then move on. We wanted to put it at the very beginning to show that this is incredibly important to us. This is how we engage in worship. This is what it is to be a disciple. So this morning we're going to talk more about baptism because it is incredibly important to us. And the first thing I want to say about baptism today is that baptism happens within the context of discipleship. You remember the passage that Patrick looked at last week, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's saying, I have all of the authority of both heaven and earth. This is going to be very important if you set up a statement like that. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. That's the first thing. That's why we're focused on developing disciples. That's what Jesus says. But the second thing he says after go and make disciples is baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. To follow Jesus is to be his disciple. And when we make disciples, when we develop disciples, we are asking people to follow Jesus. And we believe that disciples follow Christ into the water. So let me give you three reasons for disciples to be baptized this morning. Three reasons that disciples should be baptized And these aren't complex reasons. These aren't going to blow your mind. For a lot of you, you've heard this before, but I think these three reasons are incredibly important. The first reason is obedience, right? If we are followers of Jesus, we are saying, we submit to you. We believe in him, so we follow you. It's not about us, it's about him. And so when Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, we don't automatically say, well, that has to do with everybody else. That doesn't have to do with me. We say, no, we are disciples. Therefore, we should follow Jesus in this way that he says. We are going to be obedient to what Jesus is calling us to. And we are going to submit to baptism because that is to be obedient as disciples. Second reason for disciples to be baptized is what I call solidarity, okay? Solidarity is identifying with Jesus. It is choosing a side. It is saying, okay, I have the choice between myself or Jesus, and I pick Jesus. I'm going to be on his side. So in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, we read this. As many of you as were baptized into Christ 
have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's no question that baptism is this staking a claim that I belong to Christ and therefore I'm going to put on Christ. It's no longer about me, it is about him. There's this idea of solidarity for disciples that is very important. The third reason for disciples to be baptized is the washing away of our sins. And that doesn't need to be just ran over. That's not something we're just trying to push aside. But this is the third reason. And in Acts chapter 22, verse 16, which we read earlier, we read, And now why do you delay? Get up, be baptized, and have your sins washed away. This is an important part of what it is to follow Jesus. It's to say, we rely on you to overcome our brokenness. To fix what is wrong within us, it takes an act of Jesus. So those are three reasons, three good reasons to be baptized. There are more reasons, and there's scripture that we could look at, but I don't think that's what we need to talk about this morning. I don't think that's where we need to spend our time. I want to tell you a story about myself. When I was about 11 years old, my sister, who was younger than me, decided to be baptized. And I hadn't been baptized yet, but my sister decided that she was going to. And so on that Sunday morning, we come to church, and it's great. And they offer the invitation, and my sister goes forward with my dad, and she fills out the card that says, I want to be baptized. And the preacher talks to her for a second. And the tradition in that church was that for the family to go sit on the front row while the baptism's happening. And it's great, right? We get the best view in the house. We get to see everything without anybody in the way. And so we go up to the front. My dad's going to baptize her, so it's my mom and myself and my younger brother, probably grandparents on both sides as well. But we go. And the whole time this baptism's happening, even in the preparation for it, My mom will not stop crying. She's an emotional person, and I I don't say that like to belittle her at all. She just, those emotions come out naturally for her. Something about that morning, something about seeing my mom cry like that, made me decide then and there that I was not going to get baptized anytime soon. (laughs) Turn off the waterworks, get rid of that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to sit there and watch her cry. I was a disciple. I was a good kid. I followed Jesus. I read my Bible. I prayed. I was involved in the kids' classes and in youth group and all of those things. But I wasn't going to be baptized. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to sit there and see my mom cry. And let me tell you, sometimes fighting that impulse to go forward, fighting that impulse to submit to this was really hard for me. Like at camp, I know a lot of you get that. A lot of you sit around the campfire, you see your friends who are, who are just committing to follow Jesus, and you're like, I want to be a part of that. I think that's fantastic. But you know, the thought of my mom crying in front of all these friends of mine just... Pushed it aside. I I don't have to respond right now. 
I remember playing games at church in my mind, like, I I should do this. I know I should do this. I don't have a question that this is appropriate. This is the thing I need to do. So I would play games like, if they sing the secret song, the secret verse to that one song that I really like, well, then I'm going to go forward tonight. Or, you know, if, if they do, if the preacher says just the right phrase, or if he goes to that scripture, I've got to do it. Of course, those things would happen, and I would just sit back and say, okay, maybe next time. And for years, for years, I just stood back and said, I'm not going to do it. On top of that, I'd been taught that people can get baptized for the wrong reasons. So I was terrified that my baptism wouldn't count. I didn't get baptized for the right reasons and that my effort to follow Jesus would somehow fall short and I would face an eternity that I was not interested in. But eventually, enough was enough. I'd put up with those fears, with those thoughts long enough and on my way with my family to Yellowstone National Park, which is all sorts of beautiful told my mom that I wanted to get baptized when we got back to Texas. But it was four years of playing games in my mind, in my heart, of not committing to follow Jesus. And I just have this hunch that maybe some of you are like me. You have reasons that you have not been baptized. And so what I want to do for the next few minutes, and this isn't going to be a long sermon, so just humor me for a minute, I thought we would talk through a couple of those reasons. And I might not convince you today, and that's okay, but I think it's important. Maybe your reason for not being baptized is that you're not ready. You know, maybe there's something in your life that you're holding on to that's, that you feel is really important. And honestly, that's your choice But I assure you, God is telling you there's a better way. The way of submission trumps the way of doing it myself. Maybe you're not willing to follow Jesus right now. You know, maybe you're exploring your options, you're considering other things. And and again, it's your choice to do those things. But we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the Son of God. And that confession that we make before we are baptized is one that's important. We want to follow him. And if you're a disciple and you aren't ready, the big question needs to be, are you getting ready? You know, maybe you're too young, and I recognize that. Maybe you're not ready to make that claim, to stake that part of your life yet. But a day is coming when you will. When you will be ready. When that time comes, and the question is, are you going to give in to this idea that you're not ready? Or are you going to move toward being ready? Maybe your issue is is that you don't understand. You know, that that could be possible. There's a story in the book of Acts of this Ethiopian eunuch who's just sitting on the side of the road reading Isaiah because that's what you expect from Ethiopian eunuchs. You know, it's a stereotype. I mean, there's only one Ethiopian eunuch I know of, so (laughs) it might be the stereotype at this point. But... This guy's just sitting on the side of the road, reading the book of Isaiah. Philip miraculously appears, and he says, hey, can you tell me who this is talking about? And immediately, Philip has this conversation with this eunuch who understands, after the conversation, 
what's going on. Maybe you're like the eunuch and you just don't understand yet. Maybe you need it explained to you. Maybe baptism to you seems antiquated or like something from a bygone era. Maybe, you know, maybe you have some burning questions. Like, why did Jesus have to die? And and those are legitimate questions. But if you don't understand why you should be baptized, are you willing to get together and talk about it? Because, again, we might be giving in to some fear that's, that's in the back of our minds instead of wrestling with whether or not this is appropriate. You know, that's a good segue into the idea of fear. Maybe we're afraid. Maybe you're afraid of what this will do to your family if you follow Jesus in this way. Maybe you're afraid of what this says to your family or about your family. And I don't want to downplay that fear because I think it's reasonable. And it's probably something that should be talked through on a case-by-case basis. Some people are legitimately afraid of water. For the first two years that we were here, every time I would hold Micah during a baptism, he would start crying. And there is nothing more terrifying than having a Church of Christ preacher's kid who's afraid of baptism. (laughs) I think he's overcoming it. I think we're getting better about that. But maybe you have a legitimate fear of water. Maybe you have a fear of the spotlight. Listen, there are ways to overcome all of those things in ways that don't have to be embarrassing to you. If you're afraid of being baptized for whatever reason, maybe you should consider the love of Christ. Baptism plays a huge part in understanding the love of Christ. Consider God's pursuit of you, that he would send his only son for you. Remember that God's love Perfect love casts out fear. You may not be ready today, but is God working on you? I hope so. Maybe you're like me, and in the back of your mind, you're waiting for the right moment. I remember a couple years ago when Gabby Thompson got baptized. I don't think there's been a better moment like for a baptism. She was wearing all white. She had this laurel wreath thing in her hair. It was great. I mean, it, it was exciting. And her grandparents were here. It was a time to be celebrated. And maybe you're waiting for something like that. Maybe you're waiting for the right song, the right Sunday. Maybe you're waiting till you're good enough. Until you don't struggle with that sin. Maybe you're waiting for someone to do it first. And if that's the case, good job, Addie. So, you know, it's still ready. Last night, um, Lindsay and I were sitting in our house, and we had the screen door open, uh, or closed, but we had the big door closed. I don't know how to explain that. Somehow the door was half open, half closed. And in the distance, we could hear fireworks. And so we were talking about these fireworks because it seems like a random night for fireworks. And Lindsay was saying, I don't understand why somebody would be doing fireworks tonight. And and for some reason, I was feeling a little smart-alecky at the time, which, you know, is most of the time. But I kept telling her, this is the only time in history when it will be September 16th, 2017. There is no time like the present. Maybe if you're waiting for the right moment, the right moment is right now. And that's just from the brain of Jordan. 
Maybe you're waiting for camp or for a youth rally or for college or until you're grown up or until your kids are out of the house or whatever. Maybe you shouldn't try to put it off too long. I think the biggest hindrance to us, the biggest thing that keeps us from baptism is that below the surface, some of us are trying to hold on to control of our lives. We're trying to say, this is about me. Matthew 28, verse 18, we read, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. In Colossians 2.15, we read that Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them. 1 Peter 3, verse 22, Jesus Christ has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers made subject to him. Baptism is a surrender. It is a laying down. It is the giving of our life for his. It is death and resurrection, and it is beautiful. And we want you to move toward baptism. If you have not been baptized yet, it is one of our priorities that we help you move in that direction. And we're not shy about it. We're not trying to hide that. We think that is one of our highest values, that this is who we are. So this morning, we passed out the cards. Hopefully, everybody has a card, right? Very, very simple card. So at the top, if you've been baptized, you could say, uh, write your name and the year or the date. If you know the specific date, good for you. I wrote 2001, summer 2001. I know that much, but I don't know the specific date. Uh, maybe for you, you do know the date. And write that out. If you haven't been baptized yet, I beg of you, write down your information <laughs> We want to have a conversation with you. And it's not to pressure you. It's not to be big brother to you. It's not to hold it against you that you haven't done this. It's to say, we believe that this is what it is to follow Jesus. And if you are committed to following Jesus, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. When Philip was done teaching the eunuch, he said to Philip, the eunuch said this, here's water, what is to keep me from being baptized? Our baptistry is always ready. I talked to Joey about this the other day. Our baptistry is always ready. It might be a little warm in the summer. It might be a little cold in the winter, but it's always wet. And it's always ready. We're more than willing to help you out. Let's follow Jesus as a church. And if you haven't followed him into the water yet, Let's do that soon. Here's what I'm going to ask for you. Before you leave today, just leave that card sitting in your chair. I'll come and pick it up later. We'll just leave them sitting in your chair. I'll come and pick it up. It's not going to be any big deal at all. Addie, I have a good feeling you're going to know your date fairly well. <laughs> the rest of you do your best. But we want to have these conversations with you. We believe that disciples follow Jesus into the water. And if that's not something you've done yet, Let's talk about it. Let's have a prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. God, as we seek to follow Jesus, we pray that you move those of us who have not followed him into the water. God, for those of us who have, revive in us your spirit and help us to be active in developing disciples.
We pray that our effort to develop disciples of Jesus Christ will bring you glory. We pray this in his name. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you.